Hey, this is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. Would really like to thank you for taking time to check out our podcast, our Sunday sermons, and our Wednesday night Bible studies. You can always share this, download it, or even find it on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. You can also find out about our church service times. We have our Sunday service at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. We're located in the Market Media Building. It's located at 203 East College Avenue, Sweet C in Divine, Texas. Plus, if you need to get any other information from the church, you can do all of this at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Here's today's teaching. Daniel chapter 7. We're going to finish up verses 15 through 28. So, the visions of my head alarm me. So, Tonight, as we close up this chapter, we've kind of dealt with the four beasts, and we've talked about the Antichrist a little bit, Uh, but we need to remember that the end of the story is about Jesus Christ and God's victory, and this is one of the things that Daniel's struggling with in these verses tonight. That's why he, that that verse, that that saying, the visions of my head alarm me. Uh, Sometimes there are things that are going on in our head, in our hearts, that, that can be alarming, but we need to remember at the end of the day that God has victory over this world. And the things that we're going through, the things that we see happening in our world, um, the birthing pains that seem to be just nonstop right now, uh, we just need to trust that, uh, that, that God is, is in control. And that's kind of what Daniel's struggling with is, as he... Remember we talked about it in Daniel chapter 7 verse 7 after I saw in the night visions and behold a fourth beast terrifying and dreadful and exceedingly strong it had great iron teeth and it devoured and broke in pieces and stamped uh, was left with its feet and was different from all the beasts that were before it and it had ten horns and so as we dive into uh, Daniel chapter uh, 7 verse 15 it says as for me Daniel my spirit within me was anxious and the visions of my head alarmed me he's troubled so he's he's not been able even though he's gone through the verses of jesus returning or jesus coming and and having victory god having victory he is troubled because he's dealing with the 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 thing that's going to happen to israel uh, the thing that's going to happen during the tribulation and and to his people and so that's why he's struggling so bad. And so for us, the same thing is, is we need to remember that no matter what we're going through, we went to that verse a, a little while back, but it's, it says, you know, in Matthew 16, 18, and I tell you, you are, are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So what can happen is sometimes we'll look at the things that are going on in the world today, and we think, we're losing the war here, and we're not. We're not, uh, you know, and, and so, again, that's why I was telling y'all, when y'all look at studying the Antichrist, don't forget about Jesus Christ. That's the main point, and, and sometimes we do that, and it can be alarming. As you start looking at some of the chaos that's happening in the world, we'll go over some of that tonight, and hopefully it doesn't alarm you. Um, but uh, remember uh, Nebuchadnezzar had the same problem with his dream and in Daniel chapter 2 verse 3 it says and the king said to them I had a dream and my spirit is troubled to know the dream and so King Nebuchadnezzar was troubled as well 
And so when we, when we study Bible prophecy, we should be, one of the things it should do is it should, it should push us to sharpen our, our study of the Word of God. Not to study the things that are going on in the world. It should make us go back to God's Word, and that's where we should find our comfort as we study prophecy. Uh, we need to understand that it's, it's God's word, his incredible plan for the ages, right? And, and so and, and when, when Daniel's looking at this, he, he's struggling with it. He forgot what was in the, the first part of the dream in, in Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, where it says, I saw in the night vision, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, and he came to the ancient of days. And was presented before him, and to him given dominion and glory and kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. See, what Daniel's struggling with is he's struggling with the tribulation. He's struggling with what's going to happen to the saints, what's going to happen to the nation of Israel. And what they're going to go through. And that's where his focus is. You have to understand that as, as we think about the tribulation, it's going to be worse than anything that we've ever seen in this, this world. Uh, we think the Holocaust is bad. It's not going to be anything like that. It's going to be worse. Um, and, and so in verse 16, it says, I approached one of those who stood there, and I asked him the truth concerning all this. So he told me, and made known to me the interpretation of these things. And I love this because Daniel's like, I, I still want to understand this. I'm trying to understand this. And there are things that we go through in our lives that, that, that happen and, and we are struggling to understand why, right? When somebody loses a child or a miscarriage or any of these things that happen, a death that happens suddenly or somebody dies in a car crash, and we struggle with the same thing of like, why, Lord? Why did this happen? And, and I love the fact that Daniel is, is, is reaching out to God to try to figure out the answers here. And, and, and that's always the, the, the first thing that we should do. Uh, it's, it, one of the things we know is that in the next chapter, in chapter 8, <clears throat> uh, he'll actually be talking to the angel Gabriel, but... But in this, we're, we're not sure uh, exactly uh, who it was that he was talking to. Uh, but it says in verse 17, the four, beast, the four great beasts are four kings who shall rise, arise out of the earth. And you can go back and you can listen as we go, went over the, the chapters before. We've, we've done two studies prior to this, and it goes into all of that. And you can spend time going back and listening to that, but I'm not going to beat that drum any further because we've got to get done with the chapter tonight. Uh, we need to focus on the fourth beast is what we'll do tonight. In verse 18 it says, But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, forever, and ever. And so he's reconfirming to Daniel, Hey, Daniel, we win. We win. Right? He gives them in, some encouraging words, and, and he's going to try to let him know that this, this thing that you're worried about, this, this tribulation, and, and it's good that his heart is for the people, 
But at the same time, he's telling them, look, we win. You have victory. And he's telling them it's, it's the most high shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, forever and ever. So like it's, it's not going away. This will always be his kingdom. And so, you know, Daniel was focused on the Antichrist, was focused on the tribulation, but not focused on the Most High. And so when we have things that are going on in our lives, what we tend to do is we'll focus on the, the things that are going on and not focus on Christ, not cry out to the Lord, not seek Him through, through prayer. We focus on the situation. And I love this when he talks about the saints. It's, it's, it's Jesus Christ and his army. And, and God has a, a big army, right? And it's all the Old Testament saints. He has the Gentiles that, that came to, to know faith. And, and then you have the different company from the New Testament saints. And then that kingdom's going to live on forever and ever. Then it says in verse 19, Then I desire to know the truth about the fourth beast. He goes right back to where his troubling thoughts are. He's just been told that this, this kingdom's going to be forever, forever, and ever. And what does he do? Then I desire to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the rest, exceedingly terrifying with his teeth of iron and claws of bronze, which devoured in broken pieces and stamped what was left with his feet. So the fourth beast is still troubling him. And Daniel is given the revelation of the Ancient of Days, Jesus Christ, and the fourth beast is the thing that he can't take his focus off of. He's not focused on Christ. And that's why we need to be very careful when we study prophecy today. We need not to be so focused on the prophecy that we forget about our Savior. And that happens with people. They get so focused on covering every little detail that they forget about their time in the Word. They forget about time in prayer. They forget about Jesus. They're more focused on trying to name the Antichrist. And we need to remember that, yes, this is going to be a terrible empire. So you can take Germany. You can take Rome. You can take Russia. You can take the United States and put it all together and it won't be anything compared to that. It's, it's going to be, it is going to be a, a global kingdom, so to say. And they're going to turn their power over to the Antichrist. Now, will they be democratically voted? Probably not. Probably not. They'll probably steal their power become dictators or something, and then eventually they'll turn over, those ten leaders will turn over their power to the Antichrist. In verse 20 it says, And about the ten, about the, about the ten horns that were on its head, and the other horn that came up, and before uh, which three of, of them fell, the horn that had eyes and a mouth that spoke great things, and that seemed greater than its, companion, than its companions. So the horns represent the king and the little horn being the Antichrist. And it's going to be the one world order. It'll be ten rulers, ten kings. And it's, it's worded a little differently but very similar 
in Revelation, you can go to Revelation chapter 17, verses 12 through 14. And it says, In the ten horns that you saw are ten kings, who have not yet received royal power, but they are to receive authority as kings for one hour, together with the beast. These are of one mind, and they hand over their power and authority to the beast. So they'll hand over their power to the Antichrist. They will make war on the Lamb, and the Lamb will conquer them. For he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings, and those with him are called chosen and faithful. So we, we see this emergence of, of these ten kings, right? Or ten leaders. Ten nations. And, and one of the things you have to ask yourself is how does this play into with Russia? How does this play into with the Ukraine? Does any of this stuff impact us today? I can tell you any time that there's a, uh, any type of world, World Three talk or war talk, there's always going to be somebody who says they need a new world order for peace. It's not the war you need to fear. It's the peace. Because somebody will try to create peace and draw everybody together. And that's what you need to be worried about. Sir, Sir Winston Churchill said this about that. He said, The creation of authorita authoritative all-powerful world is the ultimate aim towards which we must strive. Unless some effective world supergovernment can be brought quickly into action, the proposal for peace and human progress are dark and doubtful. So he's saying, look, in order for, for us to be able to have a super government, it comes through peace. It comes through those nations coming together. So out of the chaos of rumors of war, the government will try to create a one world system of peace. And what did Jesus say? In Matthew 24, verses 3 through 8, it says, As he said on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that, uh, see that you are not alarmed, for this must take place. But the end is not yet, for the nations will rise against nations and kingdom, kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places, and all of these are but the beginning of birth pains. And we're seeing the birthing pains, and they're increasing. That's why we see things happening so quickly now. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 3, it says, Now concerning these times and seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, the sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains. Come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape. See, that's why we need to be very careful with what's happening in the world today. And we need to be mindful of it. You need to be ready. Yeah, because Jesus can return like a thief in the night. The twinkling of an eye. And they're going to use weapons today to, to draw things together. They need a one world system. 
one world banking system, one world government. Right? And so that's why the wonderful world of pandemics and masks uh, control you, control nations. That's why we see uh, uh, countries pushing for cashless systems. And we see the, the threat of global inflation right now. Why aren't we doing anything? That's the question that makes no sense, right? What they do is they use climate as a, as a weapon. We have everything that we need to be energy efficient for the United States, and yet we won't do anything because it's not in the interest of the globalists. And, and so that's why they, they want you to, to do a couple of things. There was a Bloomberg report this week from a New York professor that said that anyone under the income of $300,000, which is only, think about it, only 9% of Americans make over 100000 Only 9%. And she said, you need to start taking the bus and you need to stop eating meat. That's what you need to do. And that's what's happened is what, what's going to happen is there's going to be this elitist status where we're good to go and everybody else is going to be under control. And it's all in preparation for the Antichrist. All of these things are, are leading to the Antichrist. The increase of frequencies of pain the pandemics, the things to push you towards control. How many of y'all ever thought you would ever see your country or your city or your county mask everybody up? And how quickly that's gone away now? Don't tell me that that's not something you need to look at. Right? The Antichrist, he's, a, he's against Christ. He's a blasphemer. He's a... He attempts to imitate Christ to receive worship from people. Although he acts like a lamb, he's a murderous monster in sheep's clothing. In John 5, 43, it says, I have come in my Father's name, and you did not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. See, we need to be very careful when we hear words and terms thrown out like New World Order. Okay? There's, I, I'm going to share something with you from uh, a man by the name of Klaus Schwab who's actually been penetrating and pushing in young global leaders into the government. Uh, and the name of his book is called The Great Reset. And on page 188, it talks about Build Back Better. Now, he started a school back in 19, in the 90s. Uh, and, and I just want to read you some of the list of the graduates of the World Economic Forum. Justin Trudeau. All of his cabinets from there. Uh, Germany Chancellor Angela Merkel. French President Emmanuel Macron. Both the former Italian and Spain Prime Minister. Our current uh, White House uh, cor uh, Coronavirus Response Coordinator, Jeffrey Zeitz. 
also one of the lobbyists, co-founder of the lobby Mass for All, Jeremy Howard. The wonderful Gavin Newsom. Right? How about the wonderful B Peter Buttigieg? Chelsea Clinton. Jonathan Soros. And co-founder of Black Lives Matter, Alicia Garza. Do you understand what's happening now? And they've put people into these governments. And if you don't think that there's a globalist new world order that the devil's trying to push, things are moving in a, in a, in a pace that birthing pains are picking up. And what's sad is I found out today as I was studying this, Timothy Keller and David Platt are speaking at a World Economic Forum to teach people to invest. And I'm, I've done forgot the name. It's, it's, um, I've done forgot it. They're teaching people to invest in this company, which is part of the World Economic Forum, which only puts money into climate change. So they're taking your Christian's money and teaching you to invest to this company, and this company is investing into things that are only woke companies. And on the World Economic Forum page, talks about the untapped resources of the religious money. Now, you know, I, as you study this stuff, you go, you kind of understand why Daniel's troubled. Right? This is just the stuff that we're seeing. We're going to be out of here before the Antichrist shows up. But it's just a reminder to us that this stuff is actually happening. That's why it's important why you vote or who you vote for or to do the research on who you voted for. You shouldn't do it after. Because see, I think a lot of people have buyer's remorse now. BlackRock. I knew it was BlackRock. Yeah, and they're BlackRock is the company. And they have a conference coming up and David Platt, Timothy Keller, and one other pastor speaking. Shouldn't have anything to do with that stuff. They shouldn't be telling you know, uh, Christians how they should invest the money. Let's invest it with this company because they're going to make sure it gets to these people or to this group. And what they're doing is they're just passing it to woke companies. You know, and that's why it's like at the end of the day, not to think that Hollywood's not involved in this. This is why climate change is such a big money-making thing. Because they're going to control governments by climate. That's what they're looking at doing. Verse 21 says, As I looked, this, uh, as I looked the horn made war with the, saints and and, uh, with the saints and prevailed over them. So he's winning against the saints. And John records this in Revelation chapter 13. Let's look at verse 5. Revelation chapter 13 verse 5. And it says, And the beast was given a mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. 
It opens its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blasphemy his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell on the, in heaven, and also uh, it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given, to, uh, was given it uh, over every tribe and people and language and nation, and all who dwell on the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name was not, has not been written before the foundation of the world is in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone uh, is to be taken captive to captivity, he goes. If anyone is to be slain with the sword, with the sword uh, must he be slain. Here, uh, here he is. Here is a call for the endurance and the faith of the saints. So he's saying, look, y'all got to stick with it. If you're going to get slain for my name, then you be slain. Right? If you're going to be taken into captivity, then you be taken into captivity in my name. That's, uh, you know, when we read this, this stuff is happening in the world today. Especially in China, places like China. Uh, Christians are being persecuted daily. Still. In verse 22 it says, Until the Ancient of Days came and the judgment was given for the saints of the Most High. And the time came when the saints possessed the kingdom. So we know in the New Testament we know this is Jesus. But see, Daniel doesn't know anything about Jesus. He just knows about the Ancient of Days. So that you can understand why he's still a little troubled here. He's still trying to put the, pi the picture together. See, we have the whole picture. We have the beginning and the end of the story. There should be no excuse for us to be alarmed or to be worried. You know, we, we have the complete story. And we know that Jesus is returning, and that should be good news. We should be sharing that with people. Verse 23 says, Thus he said, as the fourth beast... Uh, there shall be fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all the kingdoms, and, and it shall devour the whole earth and trample it down and break it into pieces. And then Revelation 13, 7, it says, Also it was allowed to make war. This is the parallel verse in, in Revelation. To make war on the saints and conquer them, conquer them. And an authority was given it to uh, over every tribe and people and language and nation. So why would God allow his people to be harmed by the Antichrist? Right? And Jesus said, unless the, the grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it, it remains alone. But if he dies and it bears much fruit, John 12, 24. Uh, so the saints, they're an example of even in the face of death that others would know who Jesus Christ is. So as I'm slain, somebody else would go, I need to believe in Jesus. That happens all the time. If you, if you notice, in, and especially in Muslim communities, when, when, when somebody gives their life to Christ, they're either put to death or they're either treated as they were put to death. They have a funeral for them and they're kicked out of the family completely. But what happens a lot of times is people, a lot of people will come to faith because of that one person that stood for Christ. So we need to understand that, that you know, there will be times when when we need to stand for Jesus and in, in America, it's going to come. It's, it's coming. And, and so 
It says that it'll devour all governments and kingdoms and be ruled. So uh, Hitler tried to do this when he tried to rule the world. He was trying to have a one world order. Hitler tried. So has Satan put this into motion once before? Yeah. It failed. Why? Because people stood up and did what Christ had called them to do as nations. And it can happen again. So what we see happening now, God can still intervene and, and break all of this away. That's why when somebody comes outside of D.C. or outside of government, they don't fit the norm, right? They're not in the swamp, so to say, because they're, they're, they have a calling that goes beyond the politics of, of greed and money and, and, and you know, because I think about somebody like Ron DeSantis in, in Florida and just how he stands, you know, and it's like, my Lord, you know, he'll, he'll let you know. And, and we need more people that are gonna, that are gonna stand up and say this is wrong. I mean, I think he, the girl that w was second place in the, uh, the swimming, Competition, he named her the, the champion. And he's like, she's not a biological female. She, he's a male. He didn't win. And, and so, I mean, to stand up and say something like that and, and to see Disney today, Disney's trying to push the, that LGBTQ thing. And if, I don't know, what's the name of that movie? Red something, Red Horn or something. Yeah, y'all need to stay away from that stuff. Yeah, I would say that, stay away from Disney altogether. But in that movie, there's a really great, um, if you need it, get with Teresa, she has it. Uh, Ryan Reese shared about it at his teaching on Sunday. They actually have a, um, they're chanting to, and they're demons that come out of the, the picture. I mean, there's just all kind of, there's a dragon in it. There's all kind of satanic. And it, and it has to do with a, a young girl's menstrual. And I, I'm looking at what's going on in our world today, and I'm thinking, you know, they'll call things that are evil good. And I'm like, how in the world do we put somebody on the Supreme Court that's so lax with child porn? That didn't, that didn't even give the minimum sentence. And it just blows me away. But this is the, this is the time that we're in. It's, it's sad because we need to, as parents, as, as grandparents, we need to understand that Satan is coming after our families and our kids. And they're trying to indoctrinate them earlier and earlier, whether it's through school, whether it's through Hollywood, whether it's through music. So your foundation of Christ is so important for those kids and for yourself. As for the ten horns out of his kingdom... Ten kings shall arise, and another shall arise after them. And he shall be different from the former ones, and, and shall put down three kings, ten regions, ten leaders, and they'll answer to him. And they'll turn over his power to the Antichrist. Verse 25. He shall speak words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and shall think uh, to change the times and the law. And they shall be given to, into his hand for a time for a time's time and a half a time. Now, real quick, if you see that he shall speak words against the Most High, it sounds just like the verse we just read in, 
in, in uh, Revelation. And so he's going to, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the Antichrist is, is going to uh, not only try to blasphemy God, but he's also going to um, try to change, and, and it talks about changing the law. It, it, and, and it's the way that, that it, and what's crazy is when the Antichrist persecutes and changes the law, it won't be anything compared to the judgment that God's going to do when he pours out his wrath on this earth. It's nothing compared to the power of the Antichrist. And again, this is why I, I have no problem believing in pre-tribulation because I don't want to be here when all this is going down, right? And so we need to remember it, it in that verse. I, I love it says that to change the law. You know, at, at some point, people used to think it was Muslim. The Antichrist would be Muslim because of Sharia law. It doesn't look like that no more, does it? It's evident today in the hearing. We just kind of do what we want to do. And there's no consequences. The laws are being changed in front of us. They're not even being kept in most cities. This is happening right now. It's preparation for what's going to happen. Lawlessness. I think we watched some video this, this afternoon. Some poor lady got pushed down and her, got her head split open. And she died in the hospital. And the girl sat and watched. And then went home. Lawlessness. And she's going to be out of jail. In and out. And then waiting for a court date. Back in the day, you used to, you, you're going to be in jail for some time. So we, you know, I, I look at that now, I'm not sure if it's going to be somebody. Now, it has to be somebody that's going to be able to manipulate the world religions and be able to work peace between those. And, and, and at the end of the day, man, it, we see governments that are just changing laws up and not even following the Constitution in a lot of ways. And so what I thought about this probably 10 years ago has changed a little bit. Um, they still have to be able to work and, and have peace between the Jews and the, as a, and the Muslims. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, man, it's kind of crazy now when we see this. Uh, we, can, we can write, just think about it, you can write an executive order. You can have your, your executive branches pass a law and, he, and they just write an executive order and they just don't do it. What's the point? Right. And this is happening not just in our country, but in other countries. And, and so it's part of that government reset. And and so, you know, we need to be when when we hear about these things or we learn about these things. Our ears should go up. And go, oh, wait a minute. Right. That's in preparation for the Antichrist. And, and at the end of the day, you go, man, thank the Lord we got Jesus Christ, right? And it says, but how will the time change? So, uh, well, that's simple. You have before Christ, B.C., right? And after death, they'll get rid of that. That'll go like that, 
they won't even acknowledge him anymore. That'll change. Um, you know, when they talk about uh, the times, as, as they talk about the uh, for a time's time and a half a time, now most commentators believe that that's a, um, a three and a half years, a time being one, two times two, and a half time being uh, point, point 0.5, which is a total of 3.5 years. And that would put us somewhere in the middle of the, uh, of the tribulation. And it also uh, deals with the seven years of, of the 70th week. So it's that midway point uh, of the, the great tribulation. And so Israel would be persecuted. And, uh, it, and, and this is really what's causing Daniel's turmoil. Is that persecution. And it says in 20, verse 26. But the court shall sit in judgment and his dominion shall be taken away to be consumed and destroyed to the end. So God's court's coming. And it's destruction. When God judges, it's final. There's no reversal. There's no maybe. It's final. And so when that happens, you can read about that in Revelation chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. And it talks about that. His judgment will come. And we need to remember that the deed to the earth was was Adam and Eve's and they lost it and then it got transferred to Satan but the authority of the earth belongs to who God this God's given to his son and Jesus is going to return for it now we lost it because of our sin um, but Satan has it right now it's just a transfer of a deed just like if you think about a house but the authority is, is all his. And Jesus returns for it in Revelation chapter 5, verses 9 through 12. And it says, And they sang a new song. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you were ransomed people uh, for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. And I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the voices of many angels numbered myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing it's like again we have the whole story but daniel doesn't understand part of it he understands the ancient of days but he doesn't understand, remember we talked about that pause of the button that happens as, as this Gentile salvation is happening right now after Christ. And, and so um, he didn't get that whole picture. And so now, you know, we see in verse 27, in the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the most high and his kingdom shall be everlasting kingdom and all dominion shall serve and obey him in revelation chapter 8 verses 16 through 17 it says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of god and if children then heirs heirs of, of god fellow heirs with christ provide we su suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him so we are heirs of God. We are co-heirs with Christ. 
and we suffer with him. And, and so one of the things that's going to happen as we step out into these last days is we can't shrink back from, from suffering. You know, it's, it, when those trials come, you know, we, we have to understand that, that Christ is there with us. And we're going through that suffering. It's not for, for nothing. We have to remember this world is full of sin. The things that, that happen in this world, that, that when we look at the news, or we, I mean, I, I just think about watching somebody, some young guy that's six something, 300 pounds, beating on an old woman over 100 punches. And I think to myself, what are we, what's going on? And, and one of the things we have to remember is like this is temporary. This place that we're in is temporal. And, and what we want to see is more people that will come to know Jesus Christ. And we can't lose the thing that's valuable during our suffering. We don't lose our salvation. Right? Well, we can lose some of our reward when we, when we cowered back. Because some people run from suffering. I don't want nothing to do with that. And it, you can't run from it. There's always something that happens. Somebody gets sick, right? I mean, we're more familiar. I've, I, 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 I don't even know how some of the pastors have done it. They've had, I think the church across the street, they've had four deaths this month of funerals. Well, four funerals this month. Two in one week. The other pastor up the street, I think, had three. You can't run from it. And it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's like instead of, instead of leaning back from it, lean into it. God, what do you want to show me in this? How are you going to grow me in this? How are you going to use me in this? That's hard to do. And, and, and it's, hard to, it's, it's easy to say that when we're outside of it. Because the way that works is you're either, you're either coming out of a trial or going into a trial or you're in the middle of a trial. That's how that works. That's the progression of our Christian life. And Lord, do we love those moments when we're coming out of it and we're just like, praise God. But then you, you have a season where you may head back into it again. And so just remember that you're, you're, his, you're his heir. You're his child. And he suffered. And when, when we go through suffering, who is glorified? Christ is. Last verse here, it says, Here is the end of the matter. As, far, as for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly alarmed me, and my color changed, but I, I kept the matter in my heart. And remember, Daniel was not a young man at this point. But you realize that he just received that verse about the, the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness and the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. His kingdom shall be everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. And here's what he says. Here is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly alarm me, 
My color changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. He's still anxious. He's still anxious about it. And, and, and we have to remember that God wins. And that's what, that, that's what they were trying, the interpreter's trying to tell Daniel is God wins. Don't focus on the trial or the tribulation. Don't focus on the Antichrist. Focus on the ancient, ancient of days that his dominion will last forever and ever. And that's the same for us as we can't focus on and ponder on the wars and the rumors of wars and the pandemics and all the other stuff. We need to focus on Christ. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy was set before him, endured the cross, despising shame, and seated at the right hand of the throne of God. My, my prayer for you tonight is don't stop running. Don't get to the finish line and put your chair down and go, okay, now I'm going to sit down. And the finish line's right there. And yet you won't, you're like, I'm just going to, I'm sitting down. Keep running the race. Don't stop running the race. And let me tell you something. There are things that are going to make you anxious. There are things that are going to crush you. Uh, that are going to, uh, what is that verse? When we're crushed but we're not perplexed. I mean, that we, we have Christ. And don't go through that suffering alone. Ask for prayer. Sit down and talk with somebody. Get in your word. Put on worship music. Do the things you need to do to draw closer to God. Right? Because Lord help me. I didn't think I was going to be here tonight teaching. I felt bad Wednesday or Monday. I don't even know what day it is. Monday. I was like, man, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. And I'm like, I'm tired of being sick. tired of it and I feel like Paul sometimes where I'm just like Lord I've asked you to take this away from me and you won't do it tired of being in pain my grace is sufficient right and and I I have to remember that because whatever for whatever reason I'm, I'm hanging on to this thing God is allowing it and I need to keep running the race. And as we look at events and we do all these extra things, and I'm like, I was telling Leonard, Leonard's telling me the same thing, and we're like, man, we're burning the candle at both ends. Feel tired, feel worn out. And Teresa reminded me something too. That spiritual, that, that tiredness, that heaviness that you're feeling, that's spiritual warfare for what's coming. That's why we gotta be praying for the event. Right? So where are we going to be next week? At the football field. So if the kids, bring a football. So that way they can run around and have fun and all. This Sunday will be uh, in Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. We'll be learning about a childlike faith. 
and, uh, and why parents should take their kids to Jesus. Thank you so much. That was Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Divine, Texas. Remember, if you need to get more information on the church, you can do that at calvarydivine.org. God bless.